From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between, talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan, welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Sunday fun day. Yes. Welcome back. Yeah, another... Uh... Another weekend, another um, busy weekend, actually. Yeah. Had uh, first baseball tournament of the season for my uh, youngest son. Didn't fare too well. <laughs> but but, but it, baseball is back. Yeah, baseball is back. It's good to knock the rust off. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, they played against some really good teams, uh, mainly over from the east side. And um, the east sider. Oh, geez. But, uh, no, it was uh, a good competition. Um it was uh, probably pretty much what I expected. It was going to be uh, uh, the first day. I think it was, a lot of it was knocking the rust off. We got no hit at the first game. <laughs> scored two, or uh, yeah, scored two in the first game. No hit. It was so it was on walks and advancements and stuff like that. And then the second game, uh, we had a couple hits. But uh, today they came back out this morning. Fell short, but uh, swung the stick, made some good plays and everything like that. So uh, real real proud of the boys today so do you think that the kids are used to playing in the dome like that no absolutely you think not. that that has something to do with a little little rusty uh, action behind the plate well i don't think it's rust. i don't really think it's rusty uh you know a lot of it was uh some fielding stuff is what um i noticed the most wasn't and i talked to my son briefly and um he uh he said that the one fly ball that came up to, uh, came out to him. He said, "I lost it." Yeah. He goes, "It was up there, you know." And it's, it's the know, white. It's dome. a white baseball, a white dome. And he yeah, goes, yeah. "I looked up." He goes, and next thing you know, I saw it when it was probably about, you know, five feet from me, and it was past me just a little bit. It hit hit the tip of his glove. You know, he that, uh, to he, me, wouldn't they want to darken up that that area where the ball would be coming or flying? Because that white on white would. That would confuse the hell out of a lot of people. Yeah, it, I almost mean, like a high sky outside. Well, I mean, if if you think about it, a lot of uh, players uh, do not like playing outfield at the race stadium at Tropicana Field oh. because of the, because of the dome. And once it gets up there, it's, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Oh, to and see. it might hit a catwalk or something and fly <laughs> <laughs> deflect down. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, baseball is now officially in full swing over at my house. Mm. Um. Let See, the fun begin. The, the regular season starts for my oldest on the 15th of April, coming up here soon. Uh, and then it's tournament, 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 tournament. It's go here, go there, Kentucky, Indianapolis, South Carolina, uh, you name it. Uh, that's where we're going. So Sounds like an action-packed summer. Yeah, so uh, last night was a good night. We had, uh, we had a couple peeps over Yep. and um, watched uh, UFC 260. We'll touch on that a little bit later, but uh, – basketball man it's it's march madness and it is madness i think the madness has kind of subsided a little bit being that we're down to the final 16 well coming into this coming into the sweet 16 but uh i think for the most part the the games yesterday were pretty pretty predicted i i I don't there wasn't any real upsets or anything like that no so i think uh this has calmed a little bit because uh, as we are watching right now, uh, Gonzaga is uh, curb stomping 
Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Creighton. Creighton. Creighton, which surprises me. I thought Creighton was going to bring it. I thought they were going to have ability to run with them a little bit from their shooting, but uh, clearly uh, that's not the case. But yeah, you start with yesterday's first game. Yeah. It was. Uh... <sighs> Go ahead and say it, man. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I know. JP's. Uh, watching right now. And What's the over under on this one? I he's think. Uh, well, it was it was three, I believe. So three? okay. Uh, yes. Uh, on my show notes, this is uh, this is what I wrote. Uh, Jesus took the wheel and sent the fighting Sister Jeans home. Yes, Oregon State, the Oregon Oregon State team that needed to win the Pac-12 tournament to just to it. get into the NCAA. Yep. Uh, here they are. They're in the Elite Eight. Uh, what a run. Yeah, uh, for sure. Definitely uh, an example of any day, any team. It doesn't matter uh, as long as you show up. But, you know, any given – like football, any given Sunday. Right. Shit, with, with the March Madness, it's any any, gay, any given day between Thursday and Sunday. That's true. And um, I, it, it, it was a very lackluster uh, on the behalf of uh, – as you call them, the uh, fighting sister jeans. I mean, they uh, they look terrible. They look they look terrible. Uh, they they look. Oregon like... State Oregon State looked good. They look, I mean, Far Farva or Far Farva uh, was I don't even know Farva. Yeah, Farva. Crutwig. Yeah. He I, I, Oregon State. Let me tell you what I, I think we were watching the game yesterday, and they looked like a couple high school teams running up and down the court. Um, they were maybe a little too jazzed up. Yeah. And then in the second half, Oregon State seemed to kind of settle down a little bit. But the Loyola only shoots 33%, 5 for 23 from three-point range. And, and you know, Crutwig, you know, they couldn't give him the ball down low. Oregon State was playing good defense. And yeah. and the team runs through Farva. And and if he's he's not getting the ball, he's not getting – uh, the the flow of the game, uh, you see what happened. Oregon State was able to take over, and ultimately they won the game. So you yeah. know, Sister Jean gets wheeled back, and I saw something on Twitter. They're oh. wheeling Sister Jean back into the rectory until next year. You know, <laughs> it's it, kind of a low blow, but uh, yeah, it, it's fitting. It, it, it is. It's I mean, fitting. I, it, you know, you uh, you know, that a couple of years ago was it last year? Or a couple of years ago, it, it was it was like two or three years. Yeah, ago. and and it was like a big uh, to do on. You know, sister Jean and everything like that. I think it's a, I think it's great and everything like that. Um, but yeah, she, I, I, she, I mean, she's 101 years. 101. She looks, she looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> she looks. Ter- I mean, it, there's the rally monkey. There's the the rally goose or whatever. But she's the the rally nun, I suppose. And it looks like she's about to be deflated. I know. You know, but God, God bless her. But you know, we'll see. Maybe they'll make another run and she'll stick around for another year and. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So before we go any further, I want to say uh, I want to say hello to those out there uh, watching. We got the uh, we got JP out there. We got uh, JDC out there. We got a uh, uh, Sang I six 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 from Twitch said cheers. Cheers, cheers to you, buddy. And uh, we got uh, we got my man over here. Uh, hey, it is. Hip Hip Jorge is on. Yeah, uh, George, George, I know, Mr. I know. Mr. George Jackson. She looks terrible. Yes. <laughs> well, she's 101. Yes. I, you don't need to wheel her out to the, you don't need to uh, wheel her down to Indianapolis and no. have her sit there. No. 
But oh, okay, I'm done talking. I'm <laughs> I've gotten so much shit over some of the things that because I, I hear it. Here's the thing for everybody out there. This is uh, scripted and it's on bullet points, but everything else, everything else is off the cuff. And I just, um, I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna say. Anything. I'm just gonna. I, what, what he's trying to say is, uh, Rich is turning into uh, himself into Tom uh, with the Freudian slips. Yeah, I've been holding my tongue lately, and so Rich has been taking the taking the gap. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So but that's then, all right. I, I don't mind the the heat off of me a little bit. I'm kind of glad. Uh, was it two two point uh, six seconds left, or two point nine seconds left to go? In the game, Arkansas pulls it off. I'm oh. so sick and tired of hearing oral jokes oh. <laughs> about Oral Roberts. Yes. I'm, I mean, come. Yeah. I mean, it, well, you that's see, like it's beating a dead horse, or not beating. Yeah, but, uh, true. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, they had a run. So uh, Cinderella definitely lost her dancing shoes uh, yesterday. Yeah, she goes down. But hey, beat Ohio State, and then beat Florida. They had a good. No one ever expected it for a 15 CS. That was pretty awesome. But, you know, they they had a 12-point lead early yep. in that game, and they, they pretty much dominated. You know, they gave them some uh, some pulled pork or whatever in, in the halftime, and uh, they came out shooting and, and chipped away, yep. chipped away, and chipped away. And the last – were they they were took the lead then the Razorbacks took the lead it was exciting yeah but, back and forth I mean and those are the games that you really oh yeah uh it's well for me I, I you know sometimes my my anxiety gets up when it's a team I'm interested in watching but or I, a team you're betting on. I could give two shits about that game yesterday but uh it was just a very entertaining game to sit yeah. and watch it was good to see um that their run wasn't really fluky because oh. Arkansas was a two seed, fifteen seed, and and they gave them everything they had, and yeah. and they had a chance uh, at at the end of the game. They had the ball with two point nine seconds left. They had a last shot, and it didn't go. And and such is life. They the Razorbacks move on to play in the lead eight, and and uh, Cinderella goes home. So and <clears throat> Baylor Baylor dodges it in the first half. So uh, my man JP decided halfway through the first half of that game he's gonna throw a little bet and take oh, i'm gonna take baylor minus four drop five bucks or something on it on the uh the old draft kings or whatever yeah. he's doing bar stool whatever and uh needless to say uh baylor didn't didn't work out for him but uh they came out of the second half and it was a whole different team villanova i don't know what the hell happened to them yeah. i don't know what the hell they were thinking coming out in that second half uh, they they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. They they just went cold, and Baylor got hot and and took over. And in that game, Baylor number one seed, they move on. Yeah. So I mean, that's going to be interesting to um, to watch that uh, Elite Eight game for sure. And the one game yesterday, the the last game of the day, was a big time disappointment. I thought, I thought that. Uh, the Fighting Bayheims, uh, a la Syracuse University, home of uh, alumni of Matt Derry and Mike Tarico. Uh, I thought they were gonna they were gonna show a little bit better, but they absolutely fell on their face. Buddy Bayheim, which God, I hope his name's not Buddy. 
I, I, maybe somebody out there can correct me, but my God, if his name's Buddy, I'm an, I want to kick Jim in the back of the head. Um, he couldn't. He couldn't hit. You know, he was he was solid for him in the last game. 27 points. Ends up with 12 yesterday. And that's just – that's not going to cut it for no. him. And, and uh, Houston, they do not have a problem. No. They move on to the Elite Eight. And uh, so that led us into today's games. It's, thanks, George. Yes, it's Buddy Buddy Buckets. But, well, <laughs> Buddy was getting no buckets uh, last night. Yeah, so the games we got going on right now, we got uh, – yeah, like we talked about, Gonzaga and Creighton right now and – the Bluebirds are um, flying south for the uh, yeah the tournament, and then uh, we got Michigan coming up here in about fifty three yep. minutes, five o'clock. They're coming up. Um, so I mean, Michigan, Florida State, Florida State's got some big men. You got um, UCLA and Alabama, Oregon, USC. Good it's games. Be, it's going to be interesting to see that Oregon USC game because I mean, the Pac twelve is is pretty pretty much dominating in this tournament, which no one saw coming. Um, so to have two Pac-12 Pac teams playing in the uh, Sweet 16 is pretty cool, you know. And uh, Interesting start time, 9.45. Yeah, I, and I, I never. <laughs> For a Sunday night tournament that's game. Like, that's like the football stuff. Uh, like the Super Bowl. Okay, we're going to start Super Bowl at like 6.36. Really? I mean, who comes up with that? <laughs> But it's like one in the morning by the time it uh, gets done. But it works out for those West Coast, you know, fans that they have. So that's probably why they put them on the late time slot. But I, why did they start at two o'clock today? It's, they yeah. should have started earlier, I think. And then you're gonna play, you're gonna play tomorrow, and you're playing Tuesday, which I still don't understand why. Somebody's chiming. Uh oh. In. Oh, we 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 got. Uh, JP want to know if uh, if uh, he should call off. No, you've already bailed on it on the show today. You might as well just take your fat ass to work <laughs> and, and do a little work. Uh, um, you know who's gonna send you some text messages? And, yeah, you don't want to let anybody and, down. Yeah, you're gonna. You know, he expects more out of his managers. So I got a comment on here from uh, Mr. Jackson. So uh, uh, George uh, said on here. He said the video uh, visual looks great today, nice and clear. Well. Funny you bring that up. So uh, we have are in the process of evolving our uh, our video and uh, starting. Uh, we were going to try to roll it out today, but it, it didn't work out. But the um, Amazon man didn't come through. The Amazon man didn't come through. But uh, we do have um, we have some new technology. We uh, we're, we're moving on up. Yeah, we're going to be to uh, the east side. We're going to be having uh, like uh, three different, so three different cameras, four, up to four different cameras. Mm. We're going to be able to switch in between um, different people, individuals talking. And um, no, I'm really excited to uh, to get that. It just it, what what it means is it means more work for me behind behind the computer <laughs> screen. But oh well. But um, I will have you know, uh, early. Uh, on in the, uh, the 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 growth of the show, Rich was doing the um, the show notes and doing the the outlines and whatnot, and I've decided to take over that that yeah. role. So um, 
I'm not all that's, that's, I'm, I'm that, not all just a pretty face here just reading <laughs> off the iPad. No, I'm uh, the you, ones you, uh, never, you never were a pretty face. Well, you know what? A man can wish, can he? Um, I'm doing the 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 uh, behind the scenes, the the writing and whatnot. So I think it works out well. You're yeah, the, so, you're the techie, and uh, I'm the the typey. So yeah, so uh, so more to come, George, and uh, we're bringing the same. Uh, we're going to bring the same uh, features to to the OC. The OC. Yeah, and that, I mean, uh, if you haven't got out there and looked at it, go to iLogic Media, check their whole profile out, people. And uh, there's a little bit of everything for uh, for everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, there's cooking, camping, there's uh, fantasy sports. There's a lot of there's fantasy sports. Sports cards now. Yeah, the sports cards. Along card. with us two uh, buffoons yep. talking into the mic, uh, you guys watching. So there's a huge plethora. Yeah, you got whiskey and history. Mm -hmm. You got bar talk. You just get out there and like the page, subscribe yeah. on YouTube, all that other. You'll be shit. glad you did, and, 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 and definitely check out the Off Center uh, Sports Card Show with uh, George Jackson and Coach Pat Noonan. Um, yeah. they, they're going to do another show this week. Uh, as far as I know, they are. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard otherwise, but if it is, it'll be probably a Thursday night. But I look forward to to uh, Pat's uh, uh, underground layer. Um, we'll say a majestic man cave it's it's uh it's a thing of beauty yeah all right so anyway so last night we uh we had some uh with a couple of folks over last night and uh got to do deep dive uh ufc 260 yes. he's back he's back sean o'malley is oh, back the uh rainbow warrior uh who was 12 and 0 coming into his last fight or 11 and 0 yep. going into his last fight and um broke his leg breaks his tibia uh kicking a guy and you know lo and behold he ended up lasting another round before he ultimately the, the fight was called but he comes back last night's his first first fight uh he, he got hit. Uh, he, a, he got hit a little bit. Yeah, but he, but he, he, he tagged him. Sure, he did. I mean, he, I mean, he, he, he they, tagged, he tagged him, and he just was kind of like, just put his hands like he was done. It's like, it, and I saw it on Twitter. It, it was posted or whatever. It was like the guy that from the Lakers that went to go shoot the three. It, he, oh, and it rimmed out. It, it rimmed out or whatever. <laughs> and he's like this, you know, going behind like this, you know, three point or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much what it did. He he should have went in there and went for the kill in the first round, but well, he ended up taking him out anyways, and. Yeah, I mean, it, was good. It, it almost looked like the guy was beat, um, which he probably should have been beat. Uh, and O'Malley kind of jumped on him, and next thing you know, he was on his feet, and it and it went into the third, and he beat him every which way. Yeah, oh, he yeah. he he kicked him in the in the ribs. He was working his legs. If you want to see uh, a beautiful display of of mixed martial arts. Uh, Sean O'Malley, what he did yesterday or last night, just he did it all. He he did it all. He struck, he kicked, and uh, he ultimately, you know, knocked the guy out and in the into the third round. It was a bit surprising that it went that long, but it clearly he he won the fight. It wasn't even close. It's good to see him. I think him back in the UFC is is good because he's real flashy. Yeah, and uh, he's 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 fun to watch. He's he's explosive. And then we got um, Woodley loses again. I mean, the guy's just run into a string of uh, string of bad luck, I guess, if you want to call it that. But 
yeah, he just he got he got outfought. That's really what it was. He got outfought, and um, uh, hopefully he can recover, come back. He got choked out uh, with uh, what uh, what the wow. three, like the three fifty six mark. In yeah, the, in but the first round. I mean, you figure. I would say a minute and a half into that fight, um, he pronounced his name, Lequeu, yeah. Vincente Lequeu. He uh, he he tapped him. He beat the fuck out of him. And Woodley didn't have any legs left. <laughs> George calls him a punching bag. Oh well, you know what? <laughs> he's not wrong because the last two fights he's looked bad. Oh yeah, he's looked real bad, and and he needs to stay and kind of figure out what he wants to do. But, you know, uh, a, you know, tough break for him, but the the main event, man, that that was that was it. That was the uh, that was the fight I was waiting to see, and um, I'm not surprised. Not either. I mean, I'm not surprised when you when you stand them to the two of them next to each other. Uh, that really told the story. There oh, was yeah. what a 30, 35 pound weight differential. Yeah. And that weight was muscle. I think it was two uh 263 to 234 or something uh, like that. Adesanya was tweeting uh King Kong, King Kong. Yeah. Uh that's a bad man. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh Francis Nagano is a bad man. And uh Stipe, I I don't he wasn't in it at all. No. He didn't even I mean, first off. What's up with his hair? He got clocked in the face, and next thing you know, it looked like his fingers went into a light socket because his hair was all <laughs> spiked up. I'm like, what's up with this? This hair's making it look a lot oh, worse. Man. Yeah, Get he, rid of it. Yeah, he... Uh... You know, he's 38 years old. Yeah. And I was... Uh, and I've said it before well, he, the fight started. I'm like, if he loses, he might he might just announce his retirement. No. But apparently I know. not. I was uh, having a conversation with my uh, long-lost buddy, Ruben, who I haven't seen in probably 15 years. He was in here at Speakeasy last night. We had a bit of a reunion, which was great. But he, his comment was, does this make him hungry to realize that maybe I'm not ready to step away? Maybe maybe I was slipping and, yeah. and not training as hard. And so maybe this will uh, make him rethink his, his approach and, and think that, man, I need that belt back and just to – kind of prove that I, I can and I'm worthy and but right now I and who I it's going to take a hell of a lot of training for him that uh, Nagano it wasn't he was playing with him yeah he well, was playing with now him. that John Jones went up to heavyweight and George uh George said the same uh, George had the same feelings I have is yeah I want to see them two go at it and uh, John Jones I think will get obliterated by him I do too. Yeah, because Jones didn't look very good in his last fight. You know, and and that guy's two sixty something, two sixty three is what he weighed in yep. at. You know, John Jones was fighting at two oh five, so he's probably walking around. He's probably walking around two two thirty. And Jones is more uh, like Muay Thai. He's more um, old school. Where where Nagano is just he's a brawler. Yeah, he's a brawler. He's gonna stay on his feet and he's gonna fucking clean your clock and <laughs> and uh he did last night cleveland oh, yeah. cleveland's own uh stipe miocic uh went down in defeat like um like a ton of bricks yeah yeah he uh it was it was hard to watch somebody that's that's dominated that 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 weight class for so long and um i mean he just 
he he hit hard and 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 hopefully he comes back and if he doesn't you know i respect that and i think the the, the mma world would as well yeah and then uh moving on from that we got uh so the lions the lions uh this last week they pretty much signaled to everybody the naysayers the doubters and everything like that they pretty much came out and said Goff's going to be our guy for a little while because they went and restructured his deal. Most of it is going to be. Uh, it's front loaded. It's uh, signing bonus. Yeah, it's all going to be front loaded signing bonus and everything like that. And uh, it frees up 15 million in cap right. space. So that gives them a little flexibility, maybe closer to the um, uh, the start of uh training camp yeah. they can they can go and dive into the uh, bargain bargain bin and, and get still, some players yeah there's still some there's still some good players out there that haven't been picked up but it, you know it leads me to a couple questions here um does that tell you that the lions have plans for him beyond 2022 um or was this simply just a a move like a respectability move say hey you know um Help us out. We'll give you some more money. It, it'll be a little bit cap friendlier for us. You're going to get a little bit more money in your pocket. Um, because to me, that tells me that they might have a little faith in, in Jared Goff, being that he's 26. He's two years removed from a Super Bowl. Um, and then a story came out uh, just this week that McVay basically, after the Super Bowl, was like done with him. He just had no patience for him and, and didn't think he was the right guy for the job. And, and uh, to me, I believe that story because going into that playoff run, he was not the number one and it was not because of his thumb injury. No, it was because he fell out of favor. Yeah. He, him and McVeigh definitely were not uh buddy, buddy, like they were in 2018. So um, this move to me says there's a potential for, a uh, longer run beyond two years. I mean, he's signed for four, um, but, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen. They've put some pieces around him that, you know what, they can compete in this division. I I think outside of Green Bay, uh, I, I, Chicago's not going to so not going to do it. You mean to tell me that uh, Andy Dalton's not going to lay, lay a uh, curb stomp on the uh, uh, no. Lions? The Red Rocket uh, will be the Red Rocket. I mean, he'll have some good games, but I don't think he's the answer. And I certain, certainly think Bears fans would agree with that. Yeah. Um, and Minnesota is Minnesota. I mean, they're going to rely on Delvin Cook. So Detroit can compete. Um, I like their backfield. I love Jamal Williams, who they brought in. This kid is – he's got class. He's got character. He's going to bring a lot of energy yeah. to, to, the, they need. to the offense. They need that. Yeah, they do. Uh, and when you have an offense run by Anthony Lynn, look what he did for Justin Herbert. Uh, so to me, that gives me hope. I, I like the fact that Lynn's bringing back one of his old receivers and mm -hmm. Terrell Williams. Uh, and he, he's going to have Goff, who's, who can throw the football. And he runs a good offense. San Diego had a really good offense last year. They just they couldn't uh, – make the stops when they needed to. So there's hope. I think there's optimism. And as a Lions fan, and I think most Lions fans will agree, uh, there's more optimism this offseason than probably any of that I can remember in the last 10, 15 years. And it's simply because 
it's not SOL. Yeah, and uh, George chimed in and said, at least the Lions are showing that they have a plan. Yes, for yeah. the first time yeah. in my lifetime, absolutely, it looks as though they have a plan yep. of what they're doing. So I think them doing what they did for golf, I think that kind of gives him a little bit of a vote of confidence mm-hmm. of him coming into the season. Yeah, that not, gave, yeah, not, absolutely. Not, not looking over his, mm-hmm. not looking over his back. Um, and I absolutely do not think they're going to get a quarterback. I, I, I really don't. Well, first off, I don't think there's going to be a quarterback there. Maybe no. Mac Jones at seven, but because right now it looks like the Lions are going to stay put. Yeah, I don't think Mac Jones is a a, a top ten. I, what that that trade that happened the other day, uh, that kind of uh, shift gears mm-hmm. for the Lions a little bit with with San, San Francisco, Francisco moving up to the number three slot, and then in turn Miami going back to twelve, and then from and twelve up to six. to six, and so back and forth, you know. Yeah. And well, that's uh, a good move. That's a that's a good move. They were able to take what they lost and got a little bit back and moved up. Yeah. So some, some of the pro days that, uh, that were on uh, ESPN that you saw some clips and highlights and stuff like that, Zach Wilson, yeah. he, uh, he, I mean, it, again, this, these are just, yeah, these, these are, are uncontested throws. Yeah. These, these are not, uh, you know, not under uh, the, uh, the fear of getting your mm-hmm. face smashed in the ground or like that, uh, you know, just kind of more of a simulated or whatever, but I mean, his off his, uh, he looked good off off his foot off his uh rolling 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 left as a right hander throwing off his front foot basically across body 60 yard pass on a dime. And, and and the re- the receiver literally just held out his arms and there he was he impressed me yeah so that w- that was good to see that uh in the pro day with for him and then uh Micah Parsons ran a 439 40 uh george is calling for the uh, for them to take him george and, and george is right i knew i liked you and and, and, and george is all right i think the offense is going to be okay when they get a couple they got to get a couple receivers and maybe get a little more depth there uh but their defense is in shambles um they need to uh they need to get help there and i think that's my personal opinion that's where you go at at, at four mm-hmm. Uh, or if you could trade back to maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe trade back a couple picks, get that pick and maybe get an, uh, like a, you know, a second round. But I, I think that they really need to go after and address their linebacking core because I mean, it, 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 the new, this, this current NFL, the defense runs through your linebacker. Just look at the Tampa Bay uh, Brady's. Uh, that linebacker core, unbelievable. I'm not flashing any comments up from JP, so I hopefully he he hears me right now. <laughs> None. You're not having any up there. <laughs> um, so two players. I, I'll throw three in the mix that that I would like to see the lines get. And this one, the first oh. one, the first one I'll say. Oh, here's one right here. The first one. Tony says no defensive player will be selected. In the first ten picks. Mm. All right, Tony. My question to you is: If there was, who would it be? Yeah, that's, yeah. Who? It's a good one. If, if if there was one to be picked, who would you take, Tony? And that's the. Uh, isn't Tony the, the fantasy whiz? Uh, I believe. Yeah. So. But thank you for for tuning in. Thanks, Tony. Tony. Uh, so the three, the three players that that I would be okay with the Lions taking. Number one, like I said, this player did not come up on my radar until 
within the last week, and that's the offensive lineman out of Oregon, Sewell. Yeah. Oh. Uh, with Goff, with the running game that the Lions potentially now have, shoring up that offensive line would be huge. And everybody that watches that listens knows who number two is. That would be uh, the linebacker out of uh, linebacker U, Penn State, uh, Michael Parsons. Big shocker, to quote JP. And my third one would be uh, a month ago, I was like, but watching game tape on this guy, watching his pro day, he's no tight end. And that's Kyle, Kyle, Pitts. Kyle Pitts. You put Kyle Pitts on the field. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be a pro bowler in, in, in the first year. He's not a tight end. He's he's a second coming of Randy Moss, yeah. uh, Terrell Owens, a Kelvin Johnson type receiver. He's not a tight end. And if they drafted him, uh, I would be okay with that because he's probably the most athletic player yeah. in, the, in, the, in the top 10 right now. Um, Cause he can go up and get the ball. He can line up on the line of scrimmage. Uh, you cannot cover him. There's, there's really is, aren't too many linebackers that would be able to cover him and having that weapon next to uh, hippie Hawkinson uh, on the other side of the field would be huge. Now you were talking about pieces for golf uh, it would be nice. That would, so those are my three that I would, wouldn't mind seeing the lions pick up outside of that. I, I, I think it's all downhill from there. Tony, we, uh, you and I are on the same page with this one. I mean, I, if they're going to go, I'd, I'd like to see him trade down. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him trade down yeah. and, well, and try to get more picks. So we, I'm, we talked on uh, the last show that you and the, I are, are right in step on that one, right the, in step. The thought was the Lions were going to, we're going to trade down with uh, San Francisco to 12 and, and, and hopefully pick out a couple more mid to late round picks in the process. Cause I do think Parsons is, is perfect at that 12 to 15 range. But after his pro day, I, you wondered is, is that a guy you want to pass up on? Look at Aaron Donald. Who did we take instead of Aaron Donald? Uh, that, that useless linebacker out of Florida that we just got rid of Davis, Jared, oh, Davis. Jared Davis. So, you know, there's, those are the, the things you got to look at. Like, this this guy could be a, a difference maker. Uh, well, maybe we won't pick him, but we'll pick this guy. And three years later, that guy's not even on the team anymore. And Aaron Aaron Donald's a, a you know, well, and that's what, is a first ballot Hall of that, Famer. And that's what's cool about the draft is it's all based on unknowns, speculations, yeah. and you know stuff like that. So, but yeah, I mean, it's so, a gut move. But you have John Dorsey. My my, my, my so Mike, my, my top three for them to go uh, go after. Is obviously if if you're gonna stay put at seven, um, I would go and get some more protection for the run game mm-hmm. and the quarterback. So I'm with you on Sewell. Yeah, um, and it looks like he might be there because all indications are the quarterbacks are gonna go one, two, three, four, possibly in the draft. Yeah, and then the and then the uh, the, the second one that I would I would probably say I'd feel really comfortable with um, is um, is Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I'm not, I just, it seems like it's in my lifetime. It's always been the Lions, you know, they take, uh, I mean, what was that one year they took, they took Charles Rogers. And then the next year they took Mike Williams. Well, wasn't it, was it, or was it reversed? Because no, Mike Williams came out the year after. Okay. And it's just, 
which Charles Rogers would have been a really good rest in, rest in, rest peace, in Chuck. peace, Charles Rogers. Uh, he would have been a really good NFL receiver if he didn't break his collarbone and didn't have a weed problem. Yeah, yeah, he he, he liked, liked he liked the ganja. Yeah, well, the, today's NFL would work out for him. Oh, for sure. You know, they don't they don't really frown upon that. But yeah, they that was the Matt Millen era, and that was uh, they got caught in drafting the name. And then my third pick since you interrupted me. Oh, my apologies. You're not sorry. <laughs> sorry. So not sorry. So uh, uh, my uh, my third would be uh, if he's there, which I don't think he's going to be there. But I would take. Um, uh, gosh, I just had his name on my. Trailers. LSU. Oh, yeah. Chase. Uh, yeah, Jamar Chase. Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. There's some stud receivers I'm coming gonna, out. I'm going to get some shit on here because I I didn't remember the <laughs> I didn't remember the fucking guy's name by JP. Hey. Blame it on me. Yeah. I interrupted. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. So that's that on the Lions. We're we got we're gonna do some draft stuff later on. I don't want to uh, beat the dead horse, but uh, hey, baseball's coming up this week. Opening week coming up now on uh, Thursday. Yep. The Tigers are playing against the Cleveland uh, <laughs> Spiders. I, I've heard. Uh, yes, the as of now, it'll be the Spiders. Uh, there is a push by a lot of the fans in Cleveland to name them the municipals after the mistake on the lake Cleveland Municipal Stadium, which um, I did go there a couple times as a child. My father took me down there. Um, J- wow. JP. You want to talk about a cavernous stadium? I do remember one game Cleveland was playing the Ranger and they had a, uh, a WCW wrestling match after the game. So the game was over. Cle- Cleveland lost big surprise back in the eighties and <laughs> they wheel out a ring and they set it up right on the infield. It was the weirdest thing. And they had, they had wrestling after actually, I think the wrestling match was more entertaining than the baseball field, but you, you, know, were- you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the owner from the movie slap shot, which you've never seen that movie. I'll get to where, it one day where he signs his guys up to be like in uh, uh fashion shows and <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Yes, so that that was my uh, memory of uh, the mistake on the Lake Cleveland Municipal Stadium. So yes, they're opening up against uh, Shane. Uh, don't call me Justin Bieber. Oh, really? Yes, okay. yes. So right. it's Bieber Boyd, uh, the Battle of the Bees on the mound. I think uh, Thursday. We got the lefty coming. Up. Hopefully, he has a bounce back year. His last looked, year was very terrible. He's looked okay. Uh, his last couple outings in the spring. It's the spring, so uh, you hope that spring's eternal, and they do uh, carry that up north with the with the big club. But yeah. um, he's definitely had a lot of high praise uh, coming into last year, and he he it just didn't amount to anything. Yeah, I mean, very all that hype, you know, and everybody was. I'm kind of mad that they didn't uh, try to sell him that that year, but. I think their asking price was way too high. Which reminds me of a player uh, that my man Gonzo was, he was his biggest his favorite player when he was growing up uh, back in the 90s. Um, Bobby Higginson. Uh, early 2000s, my bad. Chris yes, Shelton. yes. Mr. Bobby Higginson, which I did see on George Jackson's odd, uh, auction, he's got a Bobby Higginson autographed picture. I saw that. I'm coming for it. 
I'm coming for it because uh, I want that hanging in the speakeasy. But that's a that, that's a hundred dollar picture. Right? That's a fireball right there. That's that, a hundred dollar picture. Really, it should only be about a two fifth two dollar and fifty cent <laughs> picture. But anyways, the Yankees. He had a big first half one year, and the Yankees wanted him. Came after him hard, and and the Tigers said, "Nope, we're gonna sign this guy long term." And that was the end of Bobby Higginson. The over-under, Tony, what you're asking about, the over-under for Washington to have a team name? I, zero. You might as well just keep calling the, the the football team of Washington. I don't give the, a shit. The fans like it. The fans are – I read a story this week said that the fans are really taking to the, yeah. the football team. Might as well. It's very unique. Uh, it's silly. It sounds like a – a predictable Disney football movie, but uh, who knows? And, and and maybe they'll stick to it. How much putting on it, Tony? So this pick would be the Washington Bit and be the first <laughs> NFL team to be named after a corporate sponsor for a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, the, that might. Oh, you know what? Da- Snyder might. He he. Okay. Well, he's got a hundred percent control now. Yeah, no. He bought out the rest of uh, the minority ownership, so he may. They, you know, he may. Uh, turn around and go to uh, Elon Musk and say, hey, let's put the uh, Teslas, the Washington Teslas or something on on uh, yeah, for, this fucking thing for a lot of billions and my head billions of dollars. Christ. You got a big head, Rich? No, I, no it was it was tight. It was I squeezed my fucking head. It is tight. It's tight like Tiger. Hey, so a, a six-man rotation to start the season. Yeah. I mean, uh, Casey Mize, uh, Tarek Skubal, uh, Matt Boyd will be in there. Uh, Julio Tehran. Julio. Julio. Julio Tehran. Yep. Jose Urena. Uranus. Urena. Speaking of – never mind. We're not going to go there right now because JP's oh. watching. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so I uh, a six-man rotation. It uh, – I, I, I'm, I'm not. It's a, not going to stay that no, way for long. It's just going to be. I, they're going to. They're okay. You're going to probably uh, uh, record this. Come on, get a bit. Um, Remember, it's not recording right now. <clears throat> oh well, you can pull it off somehow. Uh, they're feeling it out. Yeah, they're going to feel them out to see who stands out, and um, I think Mize and Scooble is this. Are they? going to be here for the long haul is this a trial run yeah uh so that way they have a couple veterans with Tehran and urena yeah giving them that flexibility to say okay well we're going to send you know so and so down if we have to uh to get you know uh, reps down in toledo or whatever but yeah i think the six man is just to start uh it probably the first month month and a half it'll be whittled down to to five like most yeah, no, it, it will be. And, you know, you know, one of the things is, um, you know, I, I think uh, Mize deserves to be there. Scooble needs to be there. Boyd needs they're, to be there. They're the, they're the future. You, Fulmer, I hope, I, I, I mean, I, Fulmer, they, I think they did the right thing last year by limiting his innings. Mm-hmm. Um, and starting him in the bullpen this year. Yeah, I think that's he's got to get his confidence up. He got rocked last year. Yeah, and then, and he's never been the same since since, since the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I, my expectations are low this year. I'm hoping maybe 60, 65 wins, maybe. I mean, and that's that's even pushing it, really. Really, you think? Yeah, I, think I just, they're going to lose a hundred games or yeah. close to it. 
And if they lose a hundred games, the uh, the Central Division is by far the worst division in baseball. Because Cleveland, Cleveland's not going to finish ahead of Detroit. I don't think. Yeah, they've gutted that team. I, well, yeah, well, yeah. They, I mean, they pretty much got rid of everybody. Yeah, and you know, and, and for them, it was more of a salary payroll dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, salary dump picks. So. A re rebuild a re- as, as a, they a retool, a retool, like, the, like, as you like to call it. Don't call it a rebuild. So I mean, I'm very interested to see what happens. But I mean, I anything over if they if they go all over and above and like that, they more power to them. But I'm set my expectations yeah. low. So right. when they, if they do, if they do produce, mm-hmm. then I can be excited. Right, right, right. To me, eight thousand fans for opening day. Yeah. So as of now, so I'm big Gretch. Yeah. Uh, to me, this this staff and and is in a sense of the the young talent that they have on it reminds me a lot of the 2016. Yeah. When they had Verlander, they had Bonderman, um, they had Gum and Gum Time. Who's um Nate Robinson? Yeah, Nate Robinson's who he just got a new job. What selling big no, league chew? He, no, he's he's coaching somewhere. I just read that, but anyways, but they had a lot of young talent, a lot of unproven talent, really. Uh, guys that you never really knew what they were going to do, amount to much, and uh, they shocked a lot of people. They came out and and they they pretty much controlled, you know, their their winning the division for the most part based on their pitching staff they had young talent and then they had a crafty veteran in Kenny Rogers uh left-hander who you know Boyd could be that guy um so I I like this pitching staff I like the direction they're going their potential they have they have uh power pitching they have finesse pitching they have a little bit of leadership in there so and with uh Daniel Norris and with uh Michael Fulmer you who are you know normal starters in your bullpen, I think that gives you some depth and gives you some versatility that if some of these young guys run into problems, um, you'll be okay because they can bring in a, a, a proven winner from a couple of years ago that Michael Fulmer, who he proved. So it, I, I like it. Uh, the closer spot, uh, I see Joe Jimenez was, did not make the, the, the final uh, roster cut. He's yeah. going to be in Toledo. So, the question mark will be your your back end of your bullpen. Who who you going to have back there? So, um, I trust AJ Hinch, even though he was the facilitator of uh, Garbage Can Gate. Um, I trust his developmental skills with younger players because this team reminds me of the Houston. I almost call them Rockets or Oilers. Uh, the Astros from a few years ago, they they decided to take their their farm system and develop. Yeah. And they did. They brought them all up similar times. And, you know, three years later, they were World Series champions. So, uh, and A.J. Hinch was the manager. I trust that he's the right guy for this team at this time. Hey, Tony, I sent you the link. Uh, if you want, I want to, I want to talk to you about that question that you posed on here. If you got time, if you want to hop on, hop on, but yeah, Tony says baseball starting pitchers throwing less innings in the last 20 years. than we have, but we have a six man rotation. I feel sad. Yeah. I'm not, a, am yeah. not, I'm not big on, on the six man rotation, but 
I I want to I want to talk to you about this because I'm I'm in agreement with you on on this 100%. Yeah. Well, do you think do you think that's that's All right. A- hey, next time Tony, all right? Let's get together. We'll get you on and uh get me a 300 tonight, all right? <laughs> do you think that is in relation to a lot of these kids that parents decide at a young age like you're Baseball only. No, and, and I, you're pitching only. Nope. This is. I think the reason why you see pitchers pitching less now than you did before is I think a lot of it probably is true with their upbringing and you know throwing as many pitches when they're younger and stuff like that. But a lot of them, a lot of these pitchers, they get them into these long term deals. They want these guys to last. Oh, true. Through these long term deals. That's true. So they don't want to you know overwork them. But you look back in the '80s, back in the day. Well, yeah, it wasn't uncommon. Well, for... real, well, uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I, uh, like the pitch count stuff really started with Sparky Anderson. No, mid '80s. You know, and I think that's really what it what it was. I think it was Sparky. But maybe Anderson. that was part of their success. I mean, but they had a bullpen that could back up their yeah. their their starters, so that worked well. And they their pitching staff was was. You know, they won in '84. They should have won in '87, and they could have won in '85, but. I don't know. Sparky was was ahead of his time, that's for sure. Yeah. But I, I I do think longevity is a thing. Like you're paying these you're paying these pitchers 20, 25, 30 million a year, and you're hoping to get four, maybe five productive years out of them. Um, and you've signed them for 10. Yeah. You know, look at Miggy, for example. You know, they signed Miggy to that big 10-year contract because they were hoping to get a, a World Series ring within that that year or within the next couple years and that team was built to win the world series they had no two business years. yes they had no business losing and and i think they didn't have the right leadership maybe uh, outside of leland but they they just never amounted to a whole lot um but yeah i mean you you get a lot of these fire law was just on the tv screen <laughs> you get a lot of these these uh these pitchers that you know they get they get past 100 pitch count and and they fall apart Oh, yeah, it's it's not the well, same. You know, it, I think it was the '68 Tigers. If George is on, he might be able to. But I think like the '68 Tigers. I I think. Um, well, Danny McLean. Oh no, it Mickey was um, Nicky Lowich pitched three complete games in that series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Three complete games in a best of seven. Yeah. Um, and he gets the MVP yep. of the '68 World Series. Yep. And nobody knows who Mickey Lolich is outside of Detroit. They just know who Denny McLean is. Denny, Mister, I drink thirty Pepsi can Pepsi Cola cans a day. The man could drink himself some Pepsi. Um, but well, he was that also, was the name. He was also a uh, well 30, 30 game winner. He was also a swindler. Oh yeah, he might have been a little swindler. He, he liked to. Uh, do a little betting. Oh yeah, do a little betting, a little drinking. So, um, but yeah, Mickey Lowich, <laughs> you, you you'll never see anything like that. I mean, to get a pitcher in these days that might throw three, four complete games in a season is remarkable. Yeah, but you know that's baseball today. It it is what it is so. for sure. All um, right, well, hey, we're getting close to uh, game time for the Michigan game, and I'd rather be watching the Michigan game than uh, sitting next to you and bullshitting. What you're not gonna be sitting next to me watching the fucking Michigan game and bullshitting? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. All right. But anyway, uh, JP, you're a bitch. You didn't, you didn't call off work and come join us today. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Go go blue. I'm going to go to work now. 
Let me go work though. What was that Tony chimed in on? Oh, uh, Tony said, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that they throw, I don't think that they throw enough to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, but that's me. Now, back in the day, were they throwing four pitches? Starters, were they throwing four pitches? You know, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But again, it all comes down to the investment. I, you know, and, I'll, and I agree with you. It's on a that, business. 100%. It's, oh, a, it's yeah. a business. You are. Yep. They are a number and and they are trying to get the, the most out of you without causing any problems. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I'm on. You're you're that's absolutely my, right. Yep. And I'm with you on that's that. That's my hot take. Yeah, that's your hot take. Hot take. Rich's hot take. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, it's going to be uh, baseball is going to be exciting this year. I I just hope that our rookies really uh, pan out. I've been mm-hmm. listening to my uh, my boys on the uh, OC uh, podcast, and I see Isak Paredes uh, did not make the cut either. They sent him down, which I was a bit surprised, but he'll be back up soon enough, I'm sure. And I'm sure now is the time to go get the Paredes cards. So before we before we sign off here. Somebody keeps putting comments in here. He's wanting, he wants to know if you're willing to document your journey starting, starting tomorrow. No, that, that is not happening. You're not going to, you're not going to, no, you're not going to chronicle it. You're not going to give us a, that'll be for uh, the friends of speakeasy three thirty only. I'm not going down that road. Yeah. JP. Sorry. To quote a Canadian, sorry. <laughs> he said LMAFO. Uh, to quote George Bush, not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. I'm going to so. go, uh, I'm going to go get him some dude wipes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so yes. that's it for the day. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, we'll be back. Um, and a new look, newer look, we'll hope, say, hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. Amazon man better pull through. Fucking Amazon. I bet man. it's on your front porch right now. Oh well, I'm willing to bet. Probably not. But what, what's the bet line, JP, on on the, the cord on the on the uh, bar stool? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> two homeless people fornicating <laughs> on a pile of burning tires. <laughs> not that. Well, that's pretty much what we're headed for. All right. So. All right. So anyway, JP, yes. go to work. Leave yes. us alone. Um, uh, go do your thing and make Jacob proud. And we'll see everybody on Wednesday with hopefully some more looks, some more visuals, and uh, we are out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can catch us every week at ilogicmedia.com, Apple, and Spotify. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Easy Speak Cast for the latest and up-to-date news. Cheers.